This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hey everybody, it's T with Abduction Enigma Podcast. So this week I got a bit of a shorter episode for you guys, and I'm also going to re-upload Pat's story from Dr. Carla Turner's book, Taken. And you guys will see why I do that soon enough. With that being said, let's get in. Now before I get started on this episode, I do want to give a shout out to another podcast actually. I've been talking back and forth with Alien Talk Podcast, hosted by Stuart and Ted Rice of Masquerade of Angels by Dr. Carla Turner. Now, if you haven't checked out their podcast, I suggest you do so because it's just great. I've been listening to it and I've been checking it out and they're both very nice. So I just wanted to put a little plug in there because I like the work that they've done. And again, that's Alien Talk Podcast. So to Stuart and Ted, keep up the great work. Now before we get started, you you may be asking yourself, okay, like, why am I doing this? Well, to put it simply, I've been working on this for a while now. And I simply had to get enough evidence for me to be able to make an episode on it. Number one, this is what you call a grifter. So as somebody trying to make a career off of somebody else's story or even a fake story. Because to be honest with you, I haven't spoken to Pat. I can't verify this story. But number two, he's taking the work that Dr. Carla Turner put in with Pat and claiming it as his own in some cases as well as cherry picking the data and even switching it around to paint his own narrative now I'm sorry but that is a grifter and a shill and by God somebody's gonna stick up for Dr. Carla Turner and it's gonna be me regardless of her conclusions and what we may agree on and may differ on but I cannot stand by and watch somebody try to get away with this crap. So some drama occurred on March 16th on Facebook. Now I'm friends with Kathleen Barden on there because I've interviewed her. If I interview somebody, I'm going to add them as a Facebook friend so I can communicate with them. I also added Grant Cameron because I love his book on the Charlie Red Star incident in Canada. So I thought about maybe interviewing him one day, and I added him. Now, as I'm scrolling through Facebook, just kind of wasting time, I see that Kathleen Martin responds to a comment on Grant Cameron's post. So of course it caught my attention. Now in the comment, this shocked me. I read the name Nathaniel Gillis. Why? That's our favorite demonologist. What is he doing here? So I take a look and goddamn if drama isn't busting out because of Nathaniel. Now, interesting thing about Nathaniel Gillis. As you guys know, I'll never have him on. I invited him on, was going to have a little bit of a debate with him about alien abductions because he's the pro. He's a demonologist a ufologist and an abduction expert. He knows everything about Dr. Carla Turner. Only thing is, he doesn't. 
and we're going to cover that. But first, I wanted to get into this little bit of drama that he started. So Grant posted a piece of metal that has a, tri a triangle with a circle in it. Now, first off, I don't believe that's from a UFO. I don't know if that's what Grant is saying, but you know what? I don't buy that one bit. I'm far too skeptical for that, and I think you guys should be too. And we'll start from the beginning on this. Nathaniel's comment on there was, and again, I'm going to read it as is, Why don't share you Dr. Carla Turner's photos like you do these? You're another shill, and that breaks my heart. You're doctoring the data. Now I read that, and today I decided to comment on that one. Gave him a little time to stew over the other comment I posted, which we're going to get to. And I said, Ironic for you to say. Have you posted the photos yet? You said you have them. And right here I'm referring to Nathaniel. But we'll get back to that. Now Grant Cameron did reply to Nathaniel. Have another wobbly pop. Why would I have Turner's pictures? Pictures of what? She has been dead for decades. I do know Candace, who was close friends with her before she started to lose the plot. Now I think it's important that we now put Kathleen Martin's quote in. And this is the quote from Kathleen. To give some perspective on the personal attack against Grant by Nathaniel Gillis. An internet search indicates that he is the self-published author of one book with grammatical errors and spelling errors, and a religious demonologist. There is no indication that he has a strong foothold in the UFO research field. Grant, on the other hand, is highly respected UFO research pioneer who has in recent years moved beyond nuts and bolts and made major strides towards understanding the deeper, more perplexing nature of contact. Now Nathaniel went on, Yep, that's me. Glad to be here. Also, love your work and respect you highly. Gotta throw some ass kissing in there. A moment called man is frequently given to addicts and has been credited saving lives in that community thanks for sharing my work and wish you the best but at least quote the entire review before criticize me again such a humble man wow so of course I commented on that share the pictures of Dr. Carla Turner's marks and put the entire quote in, if they're both wrong. I have heard you quote a case by Dr. Carla Turner that she worked on, and claim it as your own. All seed is mine. That you quote, flat out heard you say that somebody else that you talked to. But rather, that's Pat from Dr. Carla Turner's book, Taken. I'll get the entire quote and post it on my podcast for you. Now, another random guy was talking to Nathaniel on there. Because this went on for a while. I'm not going to go over every comment. Just the most important ones, in my opinion. I'm interested by those. Where can I find them? Yes, ufology is a circus, unfortunately. My work is everywhere. 
look me up on YouTube, said Nathaniel. That's the end of the quotes I'm going to go over. Get ready for it. The very quote of him saying that he worked with a woman that said, all seed is mine, is what she was told by the aliens. Now, this is from a couple different podcasts. One very recent one. And I'm just taking snippets, so I'm going to incite fair use on that. I'm also going to put the quote from Pat in Dr. Carla Turner's book, Taken, in there. Now, before we get to the clips, I do want to incite again fair use. This is for educating the public. And the only way I can do that is by using brief clips to demonstrate what I'm saying. Therefore, I'm going to do it. I have made the podcast indistinguishable from each other, so you can't tell which podcast it's from. Now, one interesting fact before we get to the clips. I messaged in the comment section of one YouTube channel who did an interview with Nathaniel and asked for permission to be able to use the clips. Now, the host of the podcast wasn't able to get back to me for whatever reason, and that's fine. But I'll be damned if Nathaniel Gillis didn't. He got in there and asked me which clip and why not have him on the podcast. And I informed Mr. Gillis that I had already invited him on the podcast back in October. And he simply never got back to me. He agreed to come on. I asked him what time and what day. And he never got back to me. Now, I don't really care about that because it was going to be a little debate anyway. But typical in Nathaniel Gillis style... I was met with no response. I also told him, don't worry about it. This being because I am going to incite fair use, as I just did. Now, a while ago, I did say, and I will reiterate again, Nathaniel Gillis, you are not welcome to come on this platform. This is my podcast, and I don't want you to come on. I no longer want to debate you. And in my opinion... You're stealing people's stories to make yourself look better and push an agenda. So with that being said, let's get to the clips. Also to specify, this is from one podcast alone. I simply linked the two clips together. There was one experiencer who uh, she uh, was abducted by these beings and she called on the name Jesus and it's this, this is wild. It pulled an image out of her mind. And so it was literally like they asked her, okay, what do you think Jesus looked like? And then it was like a blonde Swedish Presbyterian. There was one experiencer that I had worked with uh, where she was abducted, called on Jesus, and Jesus showed up, hold his hand, held his hand out and said, all seed belongs to me. Now to break in here, you notice how Nathaniel says that's two different people. It is actually one, and that is Pat from Dr. Carla Turner's book, Taken. Now what's going to proceed is my reading of that little portion of that book. And let me tell you something, she never called on the name of Jesus. Pat became tired and sleepy, but didn't remember going to bed. The next memory is an odd, enigmatic, multicolored light slowly spinning around the room in silence, spewing blue, purple, and violet hues. She got out of bed and walked to the window to see a grave floating just outside. Look at those eyes, she thought. They could film us. The gaze of the grave seemed to penetrate her entire being. 
that she sensed a familiarity with him. Don't be afraid, it communicated to Pat. You are the chosen child. We will not harm you. As Pat turned around, she witnessed several taller white entities coming into the room. They floated her grandmother out of the door, and Pat could feel the old woman's terror, and herself was in fear. The room had filled with the strange beings, when a beam of sparkling light came through the ceiling. In that light was what Pat perceived as a blonde-haired, blue-eyed Jesus in a radiant robe. He took Pat's right hand and stated, Don't be afraid, my child. These are mine, gesturing to the small beings amidst the room. The Jesus figure would again address Pat, stating, I am the light of the world. Then again, the sparkling shaft of light returned, and he ascended into the ceiling in a beam, and they disappeared. Now this next clip is actually from a few years later. But Pat had a dream. Pat recalled being out of the car with her friend beside her. She saw a ripple of golden light like an elevator, moving up at an angle, and angels on each side. She said they were respectful of a blonde-haired man who seemed to her like Jesus. Her friend was screaming hysterically, They want you! Pat told her friend, Don't be afraid, it's okay. She approached the blonde man, who was engulfed in a beautiful light. He spoke to her about being a mother and about a seed of life. He stated that he had the power of all seed in his hand. At the end of this experience, he held out his hand and showed her a seed, telling her it was for her benefit and to have no fear. A few months later, Pat was pregnant. At this point, we're going to skip a little forward. A small gray being showed her a baby during one of these abduction experiences. He also reiterated that she had a choice to see the baby if she would like. Pat replied, no, it's okay, it's fine. You'll take better care of it than I could. But in that brief glimpse, she saw a tiny skinny baby with blue slanted eyes. She felt that somehow this baby was a repository for the soul of the child who had died at birth. And she said that she felt trusting and thankful toward her friend, the little alien, for showing her the little boy had in a sense survived. Using the Bible as a stepping stone to teach doctrine, it's it's very, very, it's, it's almost them revealing their mask without even wanting to. And here's why I say that. Because I, I've had case studies of my own working with, with families and, and specifically women who, when they were in the presence of these beings, they called on Jesus. And uh, they manifested an apparition of Jesus. But it wasn't the first century Jewish rabbi Jesus. Right? It was literally tailored around the belief system of that individual. It was a Swedish Presbyterian blonde-headed Jesus. Now, when you listen back through Pat's story... If you haven't already heard it or read it, what doctrine is being taught? None. 
In fact, if you notice, there's an overarching theme of all seed is mine. In other words, reproductive stuff. Stuff that specifically goes with the alien abduction phenomenon. With a bit of a religious twist for a very religious woman to make it easier and her be more compliant. Now, I've already gone over that in that podcast, which again, I am posting again. A re-upload. But you notice the difference there is Nathaniel actually said again that he's worked with this person. No, you haven't. And that he's worked with other people that have claimed this very same thing. Well, interesting fact is that's very specific to Pat's story. You don't get a whole lot of those. Betty Andreasen, you could make an argument there, but other than that, that's not what a lot of people report. Um, now, what's really interesting, though, is when we get into case studies of abduction, um, I had one lady who was in the middle of the abduction, and she called on Jesus, and here's something that's apocalyptic. Oh, we believe in Jesus, too. Matter of fact, here it comes, and they Jesus manifested. Now, and then just Jesus held his hand out like this and said, All seed, not all souls, but all seed is mine and it belongs to me. And she said that from that point, she was used as a hybrid mother. But here's the key most of her babies died in the womb. Now, again, from my reading, there was no apocalyptic dream. And again, Pat's story is very unique to her. And I have never found another story in which he says, all seed belongs to me. I would like a reference for that, Nathaniel. Please feel free to send it to me at theufosyahoo.com. I shouldn't have to call people out like this. And yet I have to. Because nobody else is going to. Now, if you say it once, maybe you goofed up, it's fine. But when I go through 15 different podcasts and I keep him hearing him say the same thing with different variations, sometimes giving credit to Dr. Carla Turner, other times quoting it as a case study, other times flat out like that, for instance, stating it was somebody he worked with. Now, by no means do I want to put this out there. I don't like taking people down. And in fact, some of you may not even view it that way. Hell, it's not that damning to some people. But here's where the issue comes up. When you start attacking other people's credibility, you start taking other people's stories and claiming them as your own. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the... Must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I.E. Dr. Carla Turner's story with Pat to paint a specific narrative and flat-out lie to the people listening to you, that is a huge problem. 
and then you go out of your way to call somebody a shill on Facebook. Now, I don't need to stick up for Grant Cameron or Kathleen Martin. They can do that for themselves. And to be honest with you, I don't really care. Upon a little investigating, I found the pictures of Dr. Carla Turner's neck from a lecture that she had done. Now, I'm going to take a guess, and I'm going to say that's where Nathaniel got them from. Because I highly doubt that he reached out to her husband for them. Now, another issue I took up, as you heard from my reading, the person that collects the marks from abductees, he didn't share the pictures with that person. So, I've got a couple stills of those pictures from her lecture, and I'm going to post them on my Facebook where you guys can find them. And now they are more widely accessible to everyone. Now, again, I struggled with putting this out there. I, I really don't like to do it. But if I have to call somebody out, I'm going to. Now, I doubt this affects Nathaniel even in the slightest, but you know what? It really should. Now, as far as the links to the podcast that I'm posting out there, the brief little clips, well, I'm sorry, this is for an educational purpose, I'm inciting fair use, and I really don't have a choice. I have to use it in order to educate people and explain my point. So I would appreciate it if you would please work with me on that. I have even made it indistinguishable so you cannot tell that I used it from your podcast, which I still appreciate. Now you can go and you can listen to any of Nathaniel's podcast, and you're going to run into the same story with variations of Dr. Carla Turner's story about Pat. In some cases, he claims it's a case study. In other cases, he flat out says that he worked with a person that had this happen. That becomes a huge issue. Now, if you'd all like to know how I found out about this, of course, when I do research or I find somebody who has an interesting theory, I go back and I listen to at least 10 podcasts they've done. I see if there's any inconsistencies. I see if their theory makes sense. I like to know how they got to that particular theory. And when you do that, you find very many inconsistencies with Nathaniel's work. Now, Nathaniel can have his theories, and that's fine with me. I don't really care. I have no stake in the game. I'm not an abductee, I'm simply a researcher. As some of my longtime listeners know, I've actually covered Pat's story on my podcast and did a little bit of a reading for you guys of it. Of course, varying things in my own words, but Pat's specific words were quote-unquote. So I was very familiar with the story. Now before, when I heard him say case study, sure, I'll give you a pass on that even though he got some of the facts wrong, i.e. calling on the name of Jesus. As you heard from my reading there, that's not actually what happened. The blonde-haired, blue-eyed Jesus miraculously appeared. But Nathaniel neglects to throw that part in there. What he also neglects to throw in that case is that it's very subjective. So what you'll hear him say in his very odd way of speaking almost like a preacher and I know that that is his father's background and that's where he goes with it but you don't have to exaggerate every term but I digress when you hear him talk about it he says that they presented her a baby because the one that she had was not viable and it held the consciousness 
of her lost child. It is important to note, again, that abductees' perceptions play a large role in the abduction experience. So having lost a child, of course she's going to view things that way. Does that mean that was actually the case? No. The all seed is mine portion. She said it was a dream. Now, these things are very important to keep in mind, but Nathaniel neglects to mention them. Why is that? Could he be unfamiliar with the story? Perhaps, considering how much of it he gets wrong. Or is it that he's trying to paint a narrative? Or could it be a little of both? So here's what's going to happen. Nathaniel is eventually going to release the book, The Skin That Crawls. Now, Nathaniel, if you're listening to this, you had better have every single fact straight, because what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through that, piece by piece, and I'm going to fact check you. Now, I've mentioned before, Nathaniel's a huge fan of Dr. Carla Turner, as am I, and I'm very familiar with her work. And in fact, just because of this, I'm going to go back into her books and much like Pat's story, I'm going to do a reading of those, within the limitations of copyright, of course. Now, I promised to do this a long time ago and never did because I got so sidetracked and wanted to do other things. But now I think I'm ready to start that back up. Every fact better be right, every quote better be right, because if not, I'm going to call you out. So be sure to put your references in there because I'll be checking. And now I will also be checking to see if you steal other people's stories. Now again, I get it. If you want to say it's a case study or I got it from this researcher, that's fine. But as an example, Pat is not somebody you've ever worked with. You didn't get these from Pat. You got them from Dr. Carla Turner's book, Taken. And if I have to reach out to Dr. Carla Turner's husband, Elton, who I have spoken to before, and I have to fact check you that way, I will also do that. And as far as the people interviewing Nathaniel, you guys have to start fact checking people too. You can't just get people on and have them tell their damn stories without at least asking some questions. So whoever listens to this and you eventually want to interview Nathaniel, please feel free to call him out about this story. Now here's the thing, I've heard him talk about Chris Bledsoe's case, which we've already called out on this podcast. I've heard him say things about Ann Jolly, who's been called out on Truth Seekers, as also being a hoaxer. There's so many people that he's not fact-checking and claiming abduction stuff. And that's two well-known fakers right there. And I just wanted to reiterate that point. So as far as research goes, I find his work to be subpar. With that being said, I want to let you guys go. I want to thank the Ghoulies for Hot Rods from Outer Space. I want to thank you guys for listening. And I want to just reiterate how stressful this has been for me. I really don't want to have to do this, but it's gotta happen. Now, is my small podcast going to make even a dent in Nathaniel Gillis? I kind of doubt it. But these kind of things do need to be pointed out. So with that, remember the UFOs want to tell you something. And try to be vigilant of these.
these kind of things. Alright, keep kicking it.